Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Thursday morning. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You heard those three letters on the way in. Key referencing the sun coming up here in New York. Some MVP conversation coming up as well. Ten games in the NBA last night, fellas. We'll get into it in just a second. Want to find out what you did last night because you could have watched Harden in the triumphant return to Houston. Key, you could have watched your Lakers shorthanded without AD and LeBron take on the Sacramento Kings, or you could have ended up watching the game of the night, which we'll get to in just one second. What'd you think? You know why I looked at Jay like that? Why is that? Because I didn't do either, really. <laughs> you know what I did? Option D. What did you do? I watched the Dodgers spring training. Oh, that's right. You did watch it. When I, when I saw that text, I said, you're really watching spring training right a, a, now. A little bit of it. I wanted to see I wanted to see uh, Gavin Lux. I wanted to see... Justin Turner. I just wanted to kind of just see my guys. I watched a little bit of it, but I did. I did watch the Rockets game. But I was zooming in and, and kind of, you know, checking out spring training a little bit, a little bit of Dodgers. I just wanted to see, you know, see what the big blue wrecking crew was doing. Never too early for a title defense. So let's roll. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spring training. <laughs> well, Only you. Only should, you. I was take one you of five people probably. You were called out, right? Because on the text chain, it was like, he ain't watching spring training. And then you had to give the visual proof recording the game off the TV to say that was indeed the case. I'm sure on the TV last night, Jay, you were locked in uh, to your Nets. Big one last night on ESPN coming back to Houston was James Harden. Your thoughts on that. And then, like I said, if you're just waking up this morning, there's a huge NBA story not a lot of people are talking about. Yeah. We'll get into it. We didn't think about it going into the night because everybody was focused on Harden. What do you make of the return? The Nets have hit the all-star break on fire. I mean, Bread and love is the Brooklyn way, right? I mean, that's that's what James Harden is doing right now. I mean, 29 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds. I think he put it on the show last night for Houston. Uh, initially, there were a lot of boos uh, mixed with some applause. I think when they had the tribute video for him, when he came out and uh, he kind of you know put his hand over his heart, I, I think you heard more applause than boos. Mm-hmm. But look, I, like he said yesterday, I think whenever you get booed, that's a sign of respect. And at the end of the day, he was very graceful in the way he said, hey, I, I thank Tillman Fertitta for, you know, stating out that they're going to retire my number. But, I mean, I, look, you expected Brooklyn to win. You expected James Harden to put on a performance. Uh, I just – every time I watch Houston play, I feel worse and worse for them. I mean, John Wall and Victor Oladipo had 30-plus points. But, look, they lost their 13th straight. Um, it just – it's going to get tougher and tougher for Houston, and it continues to build that narrative about who wants to own Houston. Deshaun Watson, you know, they got the Houston Rockets playing poorly. Uh, just tough for them, but still, I think it was overall a great performance for, for James Harden last night. But he was not the performance of the evening. The performance of the evening went to the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's talk about this. This is really incredible. They rallied deep last night to beat the NBA's best team record-wise. Sixers over the Jazz, 131-123. And here's why I want to say why you got to love this if you're the NBA. I know you fellas want Lakers-Nets. It just makes total sense for the NBA Finals to get all those superstars on the floor at once. But, and I know the executives want that. I know Adam Silver wants that. I know you two want that. But the worst thing in the world, just from a pure basketball standpoint, wouldn't be the Sixers and the Jazz. This is actually the second meeting of the season, and this is why I say you're going to love this. I know Key doesn't want it. <laughs> hear me out. Key, I, I, I'm I, hearing I, you out, but mm. when you said Sixers and Jazz, I'm like, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. I know. I know Adam Silver is just he, – he wants Nets-Lakers. Everybody wants Nets-Lakers to see what the league can do here. But think about this, the second meeting between the Sixers and the Jazz. And the reason I said you'll love it is the first game actually came the day after Valentine's Day on February 15th, where I thought the best Sixers stat line of the season was put up by Ben Simmons. 
42-12 and 9. Mm-hmm. 42-12 and 9. In a loss. Zero. Zero threes. <laughs> How many jump shots? Zero. That doesn't matter, though. 42, 12, and nine. I, I mean, know, damn. but I'm like, you know, it, the, the thing with him is like, how many, like you said, Zubin, how many jumpers? Yeah. But see, they actually have the right personnel on this team now where he doesn't feel the need to have to shoot jumpers. Well, he never felt the need to. <laughs> right. No, he, he does, felt the need last year a little right. bit. He does the one thing nobody else does. He plays some great defense. Yes, he so does. Uh, I that. like Ben Simmons. Yeah. I was telling you, I like him. Yeah. So on that game on the 15th, Utah wins the game, but Ben Simmons goes for 42-12-9. What's important to remember about that game is who didn't play. Joel Embiid had a back injury. Mm-hmm. He didn't play in that game. Oh, Which Joel, is what you worry about with Joel Embiid, right? Right. Always injured. Joel showed up last night, a 40.19 rebound game as the Sixers knock off the Jazz. The Jazz actually lose back-to-back games for the first time since January 5th and 6th. That's how good they had been playing. ESPN NBA analyst Tim Legler saying, you know what? This performance is so good because not too long ago, Joel Embiid scored a half a hundred in a game. A half a hundred. And last night was better. He is your MVP frontrunner. You know, I thought the 50-point game against Toronto a week and a half ago was his signature moment to thrust himself to the head of the MVP conversation. But that was nothing compared to this game. I mean, he did everything humanly possible on both ends of the floor that a guy needs to to say, I'm the MVP of this league. And I don't think it's close right now, Scott, based on the fact that the Sixers are number one in the East. And I can't imagine what this team would look like without what Joel Embiid has become. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. He makes a compelling case but it's really hard to get off the Harden train after last night either. Well, I, look, I'm, I'm still in the James Harden train. I mean, they're up a game on the Brooklyn Nets to a degree. Um, I, I still have James Harden number one, Joel Embiid number two, LeBron James number three. Like I said, this is fluid. Joel was a beast last night. And I, I'm starting to ask myself this question. I've seen Hakeem Olajuwon play. I've never seen a big with the sides and with the dexterity and the footwork and the skill that Joel Embiid brings to the table. He might, be, he might be the most skilled big with that size that the game has ever seen. Um, and the way he played last night, I mean, they, they had key critical buckets down the stretch where the ball just kept coming back to him. He actually made a step back three to send the game into overtime mm-hmm. before Tobias Harris kind of took over overtime and they won that game. I've just, I, the game has never seen a physical force combined with that skill work like Joel Embiid has. Yeah, I mean, he's right. Okay, so when you say that to me, the first thing comes to mind is the dream, right? Yep, that's what I said, Akeem, yep. Then because I'm a little bit older, I got Kevin McHale in my brain. Okay. And then then as I move forward, Tim Duncan. So I kind of – Tim Duncan was so fundamentally sound. I think what makes Joel so scary is like Joel moves kind of like a guard, man. He hits people with Euro steps no, no, in no. transition, yeah, right? Spin moves, all that, and he's already at the cup because he's long and he's, his body is somewhat wide, so you can't get around him. That so. Shaq-like frame to yeah. a degree, right? But combined Shaq, with, yeah. the, with the footwork, that's yes. the thing that's scary about it. He, and when he puts the ball on the floor, he could get to the cup quick. I mean, you know, most big guys, when they put the ball on the floor, as you know, Jay, it takes him a minute to get there. They get there with their length, but not with their speed. I mean, he's turning. He's like reverse pivoting, turning, facing yes. you, shooting a jumper in your face, putting the ball down the ground, passing out of double teams, seeing things before it comes. And here's what's the difference maker for him, Key. We've always talked. It's not about, hey, you know, his endurance and, you know, will he get hurt? It's always been a question of his mindset and his conditioning. 
But but it, 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 what happened to like when he had the back injury? Was it a, was it just because of you know because back injuries usually because you're out of shape? Well, I think a lot of it, yeah, most of the time was because he's been out of shape. So and that's been a give, knock on Brett Brown at the time because Brett couldn't say, really push him. I was about to ask you that. Do you give? I don't want to call it a rebirth or whatever it is, but do you give whatever it is credit to the staff yes. now? Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey. A Glenn lot of Rivers. Credit. Glenn Rivers, excuse me. You're right. We have to refer to him as Glenn. Yes. Um, and I'll also say this. I, I think there's always been these questions zooming around this team. Whose team is it? Which one would you rather have, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? Well, look, when Ben Simmons' name and the articles came out that Daryl Morey made a huge push for James Harden, Zubin, and that Ben Simmons was one of the names involved in that, this is Joel Embiid's team. It's his team. But you also raise a great point in that they challenged Simmons and he didn't cower. Exactly. They challenged Simmons and says, yeah. we're going to get you out of here and bring James Harden in. He responded with the best basketball of his career. That's notable. The Agreed. one other thing I would say about Embiid is that unlike McHale and the Dream, and I can't put him in company with the Dream just yet, the game was way different in the 80s with McHale and 90s with Why not? Elijah one. Why not? Well, I just, just, just from... Optics from looking at skill. He's just talking skill about skill-wise. Skill-wise. Skill yeah. But I do think the one thing he does have that those guys didn't need to have is he can shoot the three, right? He's the more well-rounded player. Nobody's asking Mikhail to ever go out of the paint or asking Elijah one to not have his great footwork in the paint. But Embiid does seem to have the complete package And he has Shaq's sides. That's yeah. the problem, Zubin. Shaq's sides while doing that. Last thing I would tell you, Jazz have now actually gone three and four in their last seven games, so maybe they're starting to teeter just a little bit. And if you're trying to get back on board with the NBA, just something that uh, – uh, Jay mentioned it should not be overlooked. Tobias Harris had 11 points in overtime mm-hmm. yesterday. If you're looking for great regular Closer. season, closing basketball, 11 of his 22, half of his points in OT. More NBA conversation on the way this morning. On the way, they're ready to roll out the welcome mat for the moving company, Nagy, to get him out of Chicago. Town. But I've got some numbers that essentially say maybe the next thing they should do with Matt is give him a contract extension. What? Hear me out. That's on the way. And a very interesting NFL poll question this morning for you as well. After Key has this, backing up the moving trucks from Indeed. As a business owner, time is your most valuable resource. That's why Indeed has Instant Match. Poster and sponsor job at Indeed Instant searches millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates who best fit your job description. Want to go beyond the resume? Choose from over 135 skill tests to challenge applicants on hard skills like computer proficiency or soft skills like customer service. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around 
different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Jay, this is Whoa. your city, and they might indeed Whoa. fire them all, whoever the quarterback happens to be, head Whoa. coach Matt Nagy, general manager Ryan Pace. But um, I'm going to advocate for one guy. It's going to be hard to advocate for Pace because of the Trubisky pick, and we know who was picked a couple picks after that, both trading up for Watson, of course, and Mahomes. Hard to make that argument. The quarterback oh. position has been one that has been an empty hole in Chicago for a long time. Zubin's about to make a lot of sense here. I heard it yesterday. It's going to make a lot of sense. But for Bear a lot with of, him. But for a lot of people that think the gas tank is running empty on Matt Nagy, let's just do a little revisionist history. If the Bears, and this is a big if because we're looking ahead, if the Bears were to make the playoffs mm-hmm. next year in a year that supposedly is the Pivotal year for Matt Nagy. Got to show that discernible progress. If they make the playoffs, that would be three playoff appearances in four years for Matt Nagy. Yes, I know if you're a Bears fan, you're listening this morning and saying, but how about we not be first-round fodder? How about we make the playoffs and actually do something and scare a team? Might I remind you, you were a double doink away from the divisional round of the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. That was the 12-win season. Double doink, 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 doink. Parky, right? So here's the deal. You make the playoffs next year, that's three in four. Just take a look at what has been the case with the Bears and his predecessors. Three and four might give you a shoulder shrug because you don't feel like you're any closer to a Super Bowl. But keep in mind, his predecessor, John Fox, three years on the job, zero playoff appearances. Mm. Boink, boink. Three and four sounds pretty good. The guy before him, Mark Tressman, two years, came from the CFL, good reputation, didn't work, gone. Three out of four seems pretty good. Lovey Smith took the Chicago Bears to the Super Bowl. Cannot question Lovey Smith. However, in Lovey's last five years, one playoff appearance, gone. Before that, you have guys like Dick Jerron. Dick Jerron. Remember him? (laughs) Jeez, do I. You want to talk about retreads, Buffalo, Chicago, all these guys getting second chances before others get a first? On the job, five years. One playoff appearance. Three out of four seems better than that. Before that, Dave Wonstadt. Jeez. Six years on the job. Wow. One playoff appearance. This is depressing. Three out of four seems better than that. You really studied up there, Zubin. And then you go to Ditka. Now, I'm going to bring this back to the modern day and ask you guys this question. Your boy did a little homework last night. The, the, uh, so Coach Wanstead replaced Coach Ditka? Correct. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. So I stopped there because Ditka is in a legendary Obviously. status of yeah. his own. Okay, so yeah. all those coaches, I think Nagy holds his own. Obviously, Lovey's got the Super Bowl appearance, but it didn't end well. So Nagy has stood the test of time well. I did a little work last night. 2020 season's over. The Bucks win Super Bowl 55. How many teams do you think, just spitball it, that have made the playoffs at least 
three out of the last four years. So now I'm not comparing Nagy to his Bears contemporaries. I'm comparing Holy. him to his 31 other contemporaries. Now, this is a qualifier. The Bears have to make the playoffs next year to get to three to four. But how many teams last year or completed a phase where they made the playoffs in three out of four years or, or four out of four, right? You could do better than three out of four. But how many even hit three out of four? Seven. Guess. I would say, I don't know, 11. B- Buffalo, the Pats, the Ravens, the Titans, the Chiefs, four out of four, the Eagles, the Saints, four out of four, the Seahawks, and the Rams. There's only nine teams, less than a third of wow. the league. No has New done England? It. What's that? I said New England. Oh, did Buffalo, you? Okay. the yep. Pats, the Ravens, mm-hmm. the Titans, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Saints, the Seahawks, the Rams. All of those teams have made the playoffs at least three so out of nine, the last four teams, years. I said seven. Chiefs and Saints have actually made it all four. Mm-hmm. Only two teams. So in that case, I do think Matt Nagy has a good argument. He is out there with, in some cases, oh, by the way, notable exception, didn't make it three out of the last four years, Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Didn't mention Green Bay or Pittsburgh in that list. Wow. Think about that for a second. I think Matt Nagy is doing a little better than people think. Well, what I would, what I would say in, in counter with you on that is, yes, great, making it to the playoffs is great. But I've always envisioned Chicago as a championship team, a city, not even a team, a championship city, whether it's been the Cubs in, in trying to get there, whether – they won after 100 years or whatever the case is, whether they hadn't been to won the Super Bowl since Coach Dicker, Michael Jordan in basketball. But I've always vision, envisioned Chicago as a championship city. That is what they uh, uh, strive for. They want to win championships, not make first-round playoff appearances by the skin of their chinny-chin-chin. And so when you look at Matt Nagy, who was brought in to be a offensive fixer and not make the playoffs based on defense. Yes, he has a good record, but the side of the ball that we hired him for is stale. This is the reason Mitch Trubisky has not made the necessary progress in the steps, in my opinion, to be considered one of the top young quarterbacks in the league. When you start jerking around and pulling the guy's chain, he's in and out of the lineup, part his fault, part Matt Nagy's fault. But when I hire a guy to do something specific and it's not getting done, then I've at some point got to start to look somewhere else. This is not a league anymore where you can sit around and Marvin Lewis could be in Cincinnati for 18 years and make one playoff appearance. It's not, that's not the league anymore. The league is get it done or we'll find somebody else. We see it at the quarterback position, and we've seen it at the coaching spot, whether it's Steve Wilkes two years ago get fired from the Arizona Cardinals after two wins. Vance Joseph two years get fired. Uh, uh, Vic Fangio is probably on his way out a couple years. I mean, you see Rex Ryan two years ago or three years ago when he was in Buffalo, they gave him two years gone. I mean, this is you, you look at Coach Lynn. It, at the L.A. Chargers, a couple years, gone. So when you look at it like that, though, Jay, for a guy who's supposed to have been this offensive expert, so to speak, I don't want to call him a guru, it hasn't worked out on that side of the ball. And I understand what you're saying, Zubin, about making the playoffs. They've been starving for so long. How many years How many years has it been since they, they made that Super Bowl appearance? 
with Lovey Smith? I mean, I know it was a number of coaches, but what's the years? Let's say it's 20 years. It was the 2006 season. Okay, they so. They lost in the Super Bowl following the 2006 season. So since 2006, they haven't gone back to the Super Bowl at all. Okay, I understand that. They've made a couple playoff appearances. But it's not what they want. And if he can't advance them deep run, second round, third round of the playoffs, it's time for him to go. I just don't know how to evaluate Matt Nagy because I, I hear exactly what you're saying, Zubin, and it makes sense when you think about it practically. I don't know how much pressure was put on Matt Nagy by Ryan Pace considering Pace made that decision to trade that fourth-round pick for Nick Foles to be in that situation. So I, I don't know that relationship or the dynamics of it. What I do know is that I feel like the Bears have this major conundrum, though, that they're stuck in because if both these guys are on the hot seat – or Ryan Pace definitely is on the hot seat. What's the best long-term move for the organization moving forward? If you do need a bridge year for bring back Mitchell Trubisky for another season, even if you do want to sign him to a reasonable contract, because it seems like the market isn't going to give you a long-term solution other than Mitchell Trubisky. But if you're Ryan Pace, are you making a decision based upon keeping your job this year, which means you have to knock it out of the park? And you're, you're forced to make changes quickly instead of thinking long-term. You're thinking short-term, which doesn't put Matt Nagy in the best possible situation as well. No so doubt it, it's a, it's a They're stuck. They're stuck. They are stuck. But we're not stuck with the poll question. We figured one out. What would define success for your NFL franchise? A little bit different for New England than it is for Jacksonville. A little bit different for Cincinnati than it is for Kansas City. You let us know. Your team and what defines success. Could be 32 different answers. Mm-hmm. We'll take your calls, plus a big decision surrounding three quarterbacks and huge money, potentially, for each. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Put that hey, thing on There's no telling what they could do. I'll tell you what, for the first time in a long time, they were predictable. They had a ton of talent, playoff-worthy roster, and yes, it took them till week 17, but they did it. That elusive playoff berth, the first and mm-hmm. so too, snapping the NFL's mm-hmm. longest playoff drought. Mm-hmm. So now the question is, no time to celebrate. You know how it is in sports. It's always on to the next. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, he's Kevin. not celebrating that Lakers <laughs> loss last night. What? Man, come on, man. Sack. Stop, I'm man. sorry. Short handed. Sorry. Big spot less Buddy Healed. Like, do not underestimate Buddy Healed. Okay. Man, you're a New Jersey <laughs> Net fan. <laughs> what? You're a New Jersey Net fan. That's okay. I know where I came a from. A couple finals appearances. Not bad, right? Yeah. New Jersey Net, not Brooklyn Net, New Jersey. <laughs> it's a big See difference. how he tries to disrespect our state, Zubin? <laughs> 
No disrespecting the Cleveland Browns. Kevin Stefanski is going to join the program this morning uh, at 8.10 a.m. We had a chance to catch up with him recently. But one of the major questions that Jay posed to him was, obviously, what is the future, financially speaking, of your quarterback? And much like a great quarterback, Stefanski slid out of the pocket and passed it on. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky in that I have a really good general manager that, that gets to worry about that. <laughs> uh, but I will tell you, I mean, obviously, Andrew and I talk about all of our players and, and all of these things. But uh, I'll just tell you that all of these decisions, it's a business, but things take care of themselves. It, it works itself out. Uh, and, and we're just going to focus, or at least I'm going to focus on the day-to-day. And as it applies to Baker, I know he's going to do the same. Much more on a potential Baker extension here in just one minute. But in about, again, an hour and a half, we're going to have that interview with Stefanski. So if you're a Browns fan, NFL fan, stay tuned. Key asked him about Odell Beckham Jr. More on the Baker Mayfield question from Jay. I just asked him what it was going to be like to navigate this whole year. Remember, he got the Browns to the playoffs and then he got COVID and missed the playoff <laughs> game. Something had never happened before, obviously, in NFL history. Uh, those sort of weird circumstances, but it all ended up with a playoff berth, and again, you'll hear Coach Stefanski here in 90 minutes on KJZ, Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield, the whole deal. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, we know the deal. The vaunted draft class of 2018, Baker there with the first overall pick, Josh Allen pick seventh overall, Lamar Jackson final pick of the first round at 32. So let's have a little bit of fun here. I want you to sort of size up the fellas. We got three guys, Baker, Allen, Lamar, all have earned the opportunity for big money. In fact, Lamar's head coach, John Harbaugh, was one of the three that actually publicly came out and said, absolutely positively, Lamar is going to get it. Have yet to hear that. I mean, you heard Stefanski dance around it, and we have yet to hear it from Buffalo's management. So It did seem like he danced around it a little bit, right? It? it just wasn't me. It definitely seemed like he danced around Fair key? I mean, I mean, he's going to because you're always going to obviously it's differ. Off, it's an off season. It's not his. I, it's not his position. That's why Andrew Barry's there. So I, I get he's, I know. he's he's a coach. Did you not see his office? Yeah. He's a coach. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you're watching on TV, you'll notice it's uh, it's got a very Spartan existence. It looks like just like a coach's office. Once again, that's coming up in about uh, 90 minutes. But really appreciate Coach uh, joining us yesterday. I know it's busy. There's no time off for an NFL head coach. I, so what, what do you got? No, I'll just say I always wonder what, what, you know, like what are they doing right now getting ready for free agency? Like how long you got to get ready for free agency? It's not like game planning. Right, less than two weeks away, March 17th, start of the league year. And it's obviously a big opportunity here for the Browns to follow up. So a big opportunity for one of these guys to get paid. Baker, Josh Allen, Lamar. So let's just give you three guys and three options. You heard the three guys. Here are the three options. One of these guys needs to get their fifth-year option picked up. One of them needs to get that money, needs to get that extension. And one of them, you know what? We're just going to wait and see almost like a Trubisky. We'll just play it out and see what happens. All these guys have earned it, but let's categorize them. Baker, Allen, Lamar. Who gets the fifth-year option? Mm. Who gets the big money extension? And who's got to wait? I'm I'm starting off Lamar Jackson getting a fifth-year option. I've seen enough of him from day one taking over. He's continued to show progress. We understand what's wrong with the offensive side of the ball for them in the passing game. They've got to get better at that. They went out, and I continue to keep telling and harping on T. Martin and Keith Williams that they've gone out, 
to get these guys, to get these receivers to play in the passing game at a higher level. And we all know that they're going to address the receiver position, whether it's free agency or through the draft. So I, I think the fifth-year option works there. Um, Josh Allen, you, you know, you could do it. Extend him. You, you could do it you or do extend it. him yeah. or whatever and be fine with it. Same thing with Baker Mayfield. But because I've seen from day one Lamar Jackson – continue to just get better and better and better all the way around, I like his shot and his okay. chances. So so let me see if I'm hearing you right. You're more you're most bullish on Jackson. Yes. So yes. you would actually give him the extension, not the fifth year. Oh, yeah, the, the extension. extension. My bad, yeah. the extension, not the fifth So you're the option. most bullish on Jackson. So he gets the money. And let's hear from John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, on why. I screwed ex- up the game. No worries. No worries. I, I figure so. Right out of the gate. As I said, only one of these three <laughs> quarterbacks has had their head coaches publicly vouch. I mean, you heard what Stefanski said about Baker. John Harbaugh, no ambiguity here on Lamar getting big money. Absolutely. We want, you know, Lamar to, uh, to sign a long-term deal and be with us. And that's, I'm, I'm totally certain that that's going to happen, you know. When it happens, that's the details, you know, and that's what we got to figure out. I was interested that that, that report came out the day of the, of the divisional game for Lamar. Aren't there like four other quarterbacks that were in that class that are in the same circumstance as Lamar as far as signing extensions? All the guys that got drafted in the, in the first round, there's five of them, or at least four of them that have been successful, right? So why wasn't that? That article could be written about any one of those quarterbacks. And as far as the, the reporter that put it out, he had absolutely no information other than just sources. Well, all those quarterbacks are going to be in line for contract extensions either this year or next year. So kind of a non-news factor, but the timing by Rappaport was pretty interesting. <laughs> he couldn't help himself there. He almost got through it. He almost got, he almost got he through it. He was never so going to get through it. He was He's so for good. sure going it. to name the individual that put out whatever report, I forgot the report, but put out the report about extensions being signed. Yes, you extend, you do extend Lamar. It's not even, I mean, it's nothing to really think about. I know, I want to I, I want to extend both Josh Allen and Lamar, to be frank with you. But I, for the sake of playing the game, I, I, I would agree with Key. I would extend Lamar, I would fifth option, Josh Allen, and then I would wait. And I, I'm... I'm because this always turns into this conversation. I know you said before you would you would extend Baker Mayfield. Would you do that this offseason? Because I said I wouldn't. I said for me, like I, I, seeing what happened with Jared Goff, I want to wait on Baker Mayfield. I, I'm not sure Baker Mayfield is an elite talent yet. I think he has a chance to get there. I think this is a huge year to determine whether he can continue to really – double down on that second half of the season performance that he had this year with the Browns because he was spectacular, and I want to see him sustain that for another year. And if that warrants him getting really big money, if he takes us to where we need to go this year, then great. I'll pay you. If it doesn't, then it gives me a different kind of bargaining chip. I think he's shown enough progress under Kevin Stefanski for them to either or exercise the fifth-year option and or extend him all the way out but he doesn't – just because you extend him doesn't mean that you've got to put him in the $35, $40 million Agreed. category. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean that because he is a – But if you're Baker, you're going to want that type well, of – I don't give a damn what you want. Don't mean i got to give it to you. But, right? I mean, if, if for a guy like Baker, if I'm not getting that money, then great. Like, I, I want to bet on myself. Yeah. The, the, the uh, he seems like the guy who's going to bet on himself. Yeah, I can't keep – 
He's a two-time walk-on in college. You know what I mean? Like, no, I get it. I get betting on yourself, and I believe in Baker. I just think that what Kevin Stefanski and the Cleveland Browns want to do from an offensive standpoint, they can almost do that with several quarterbacks in the NFL. But he was key. Second half of the season, he was different. He was different. They, it wasn't just like a serviceable quarterback. No, 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 no. He, he, he was next level he was, different. He was good at what they had him doing. What they had him doing under Freddie Kitchens and all those other guys, that wasn't what Baker Mayfield is. I think, again, it always goes back to the way that I like to do things. I like to run the ball well. I like to play defense. And I like for my quarterback to take some explosive shots here and there, and that's it. I don't need him throwing the ball 45 times a game. And so once they got that under control and they saw what he could do from his strength and weaknesses standpoint, he became a better football player. Not because OBJ wasn't there like most people tried to make it out to be. It's just they figured out what suits him best. Could he be a Tier 1 quarterback? See, when you say Tier 1, like I'm talking about the – part of the upper echelon crew can you see that down the line for baker mayfield obviously right now he's not there uh even though second half he's who's, who's the upper echelon crew I mean, though like who russell wilson patrick mahomes aaron Rodgers. see that's he, a that's a lot though I mean, because it's tier one because i can i is lamar jackson tier one mvp for or is he not it, there yet lamar jackson is in a different category because he's a special player Agreed. all the way around so, so his one. category no his category is different you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. I don't mind Aaron Rodgers throwing the football 50 times. I don't mind Patrick Mahomes throwing the football 60 times. I don't mind Russell Wilson early in the season, <laughs> okay. early in the season throwing the way he was throwing. I don't know that Baker Mayfield can do that. I don't know that he can do that. I'm just that. asking, like, projection-wise. I don't, I, don't where... know that that's, I don't know that that's in his wheelhouse, okay. man. All right. I really honestly don't. Um, and I don't think that the Cleveland Browns, know that, nor do they want to find out. I think they're happy with his progress and what he's been able to do by getting them into the playoffs and being a leader, and that's okay. He can be uh, Zubin 24 of 27. I'm okay with that for 250 yards and a touchdown. I'm taking that to the bank every single day with a W. And I think that is what Cleveland wants to do with him opposed to him being 39 or 45, you know, for 500 yards, and then they lose. All right. So in summation, I think the guys are essentially saying extend Lamar Jackson, give him the big money, fifth-year option for somebody um, like Josh Allen, and then let's just wait and see with Baker Mayfield. That's just – it's rough. We're forced to play the game, yes. I mean – if I don't have to pay Baker Mayfield, and let's say I come to him and I say, hey, I'm going to give you 30 a year, maybe we can get that deal done. Right. Now, once again, just or last 35 thing. a year, 33 a year, whatever it is, maybe we get that deal done. Hmm. Harbaugh mentioned the five quarterbacks before he, before he got personal there. But that would be Baker, <laughs> Sam, Lamar, uh, Josh Allen, and Josh Rosen. But I, but I want all of them to get five. as much money as they possibly can. Hold them teams hostage, stick them up. <laughs> 
Yeah, get them. Make them go to the ATM or wherever you need to take them. Yeah, put the pin in. Keyshawn J. Wilson presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Field Yates, our NFL insider, is going to join us on the Goodyear Hotline in just about 30 minutes from now on this very topic. Who do you extend? When do you do it? And how much do you give them? Interesting thoughts from Field, especially on Baker coming up in a half hour. And like I said, just under an hour and a half, Kevin Stefanski, Browns head coach, on the program. Let's go from A to Z. And as I see those stories, there are more sports books all over the place as more and more states are legalizing gambling. Raiders Mm -hmm. general manager Mike Mayock, not gambling with Derek Carr, says Derek Carr is our dude. How much more definitive can he be than this? I think Derek Carr had his best year yet under John Gruden. I I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, and we couldn't be happier with him. I mean, we evaluate every position every year. I think John and I would both stand shoulder to shoulder and pound the table for Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr has earned a lot of respect around this league from an awful lot of people. Does that mean he's not going anywhere? Chicago, all these fan bases that wanted him, he's sticking in Vegas? Yeah, I think think he's safe to be in Vegas, build that house next to Coach Gruden, and (laughs) keep it moving. And in college basketball, Greg McDermott is going to try to keep it moving, trying to keep it positive with his team after a gigantic faux pas. After a loss on Saturday against Xavier, emotionally charged game, he essentially asked all of his players to stay on the plantation, essentially stick together, obviously said in the most derogatory fashion, something he acknowledged immediately after he said it. He has begged for forgiveness. He also did say yesterday, prior to a huge game with Villanova, that they lost. The game's results seem sort of trite at the moment, that McDermott says he did offer to resign. This is notable because, remember, Creighton is a private school and doesn't have to really disclose any information or any sort of discipline. But McDermott publicly came out and said he offered to resign in the wake of these comments. After the game, he would not answer any media questions on the situation, but he did make this statement in which you can clearly tell it had to be an emotional few days for the Blue Jays basketball team. Obviously, I'm extremely dis- disappointed in myself, but the pain that I caused our players, uh, who look to me as a mentor uh, and as a leader, uh, the pain that I saw in their eyes uh, was was immense. That's where my disappointment is in myself, is that what I've what I've done to some young people uh, that I love very much. So that's a that's a cross that I'm going to have to bear uh, for a while, and uh, and uh, I'm I'm going to come out of this uh, on the other end uh, a better person because of it. Jay, enough contrition at least at the start in your mind. Look, I I said this yesterday. Um, sometimes I think cancel culture goes too far. Uh, I've, I've known the character I've known of Greg McDermott for a while. I still do believe that when you blurt something like that out, even if you do misspeak, um, have you said those things before? It's hard not to let your mind go to a place like that. Uh, but Greg McDermott is also not the first person I've heard that's said things similar to this. And, um, you know, look, it was a learning opportunity, which, um, you know, I, I try to make sometimes mistakes as those opportunities If his players, still want him to coach, okay. 
I just don't forget. I move forward, but I don't forget. I'll leave it at that. I, I, I don't. I'll leave it at that. that. I, I don't really know what to add to that. I mean, you know, my my thing is like sort of kind of like Jay saying, I, I don't know the coach, and I'm not in the cancer culture because when you do things, you counsel yourself. I don't need to. I don't need people to tweet out and Instagram and scream and holler. You you counsel yourself. But that's exactly it, kid. He didn't get. He doesn't resign or get fired. But now that that's out there, he has to deal with that. Yeah, he I has to deal with that for a long, long time. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's crossed the bed. If if you coming into my house to recruit my son, you're probably not going. You know, I'm probably not picking up the phone, even if it's his only scholarship offer. But that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to that type of behavior. I don't give a damn if it's a coach, an executive here at ESPN. Mm-hmm. Or any other place that I've made been a part of, I just don't. That's just not. It's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. It wasn't built that way. Like, yeah. look, we're always going to do our jobs, Zubin. We're always going to be, um, you know, we're going to speak our mind. But you know, Key, this is what life is. Yeah, they got this, Creighton, this, Creighton this, University has to live is. with it, make a decision yeah. of what they want to do, and so does the coach. I don't, you know, those players, and those players' family. They've got to make the decision. Exactly. And they played last night. They played last night. They they played. That was the decision that they made. They felt they wanted to play. And he said that he approached them about resigning, and no one seemed to want him to resign. So, you know, I'm not on the team. Last second, not on the team. Right. In in the last minute we have here, I want to mention they do have one more game left in the regular season. Saturday they'll take on the Bulldogs of Butler, and that's a big game for them in the Big East. Uh, The school did say that if there was going to be any discipline meted out, they weren't going to release it, and they can kind of hide behind the fact that they're a private Private institution and don't have to do that. But there is the question of should he have just – we always talk about optics here too, right? It's never just as black and white as it seems, no pun intended there. There's always the sort of ramifications. Should he have just stepped away, understanding last night could have been a Big East title-clinching win? That's so hard to put that to the side considering the stakes. But considering the everything that was going on, should he have just stepped away last night? I, I, probably so. But if his players wanted him to play, I mean, wanted him to coach, then what? What are you gonna do? Yeah, they, that whole, that whole they thing didn't about really. You're you dealing with you dealing with eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one year old kids, man. They 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 look for adults to guide them in the right direction because their minds, as we know, we were young like that once upon a time too. Mm-hmm. Your mind can't go there. Quite. You, you're scared. You don't know. You, you know, all of those. Stories. We talk about it all the time, Zubin. That's fair enough. And those guys deserve that opportunity to try to win the Big East. And if their coach could have gotten them a step closer, maybe. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C 
ebikes.com.